You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? This is The 13, and I'm your host, Ryan 13. Today, we are joined with my friend, Jesse White. We're about to have a blast. Come join us. Shit's going to get crazy. What's up, Jesse? How are you doing? What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, it's like we've talked on the phone a lot. We've talked on the internet a lot over the year or two that we've kind of known each other and Mm. now we're finally getting to meet through the interwebs uh things are going good over here for the people that don't know anything about you tell them a little bit about yourself i play guitar um god there's just so much and hey world i'm a scatterbrain so i'm gonna start a conversation and start explaining myself and then go off somewhere completely west that's right that's why we're here and i do the same thing let's go (laughs) right on uh i play guitar i've been playing since i was 14 and 29 now so this christmas will be 15 years and the beautiful thing about music is that it's so endless like even if you're just into metal like it's an endless process of learning like what you were talking about with marzi and how he does his triplets it's like fuck well now i want to try that yeah you know i play music i write songs I want to keep it heavy, but also melodic, like Metallica did it, you know, sure. like that level of uh, anthem, but it was still like, fuck, hell yeah, like creeping death kind of shit. That's what I was going to say. Metallica ride the lightning. Yeah. Or Right, right. Because yeah, 100%, dude, like everyone kind of like was in awe when ride the lightning came out or you bailed from them. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not that old. Metallica's first album came out when I was born. So I guess I am that mm-hmm. old. But uh, the you know, Ride the Lightning came out, and all of a sudden you've got Creeping Death, you've got these uh, these amazing Psalms, uh, Psalms, uh, okay. <laughs> Psalms three nineteen, Psalms, <laughs> Psalms three nineteen. I can edit all this shit out. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'll leave that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what's the second song on that album? I can't think of the fucking name. So it starts out with Fight Fire with Fire, then it's right. Ride the Lightning, dude. That Ride harmony riff. Okay, track four then. Track four would be all right. So three is God. It's been so long. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then fade to black, right? Fade to black. So fade to black is what freaked people out. I think. Yeah, because it was their ballad. Right. I loved it, dude. Too, dude. I was all right. So I was at uh, a basketball like uh, summer thing for my girlfriend's son. Yeah. And. her ex-husband the baby daddy's there and um i was just like you know shooting the shit with him and he was like yeah so my brother just ordered a bunch of tickets to go see metallica like in the stadium or whatever and um i was telling him about how i saw him at the x games in austin for like wow 50 bucks you know and he was telling me these tickets are like 400 and something dollars so i was just like dude i saw him for like 50 at the x games in austin at the racetrack and so anyways uh this is why i bring it up but uh Fade to black. I fucking cried like a girl when that shit started, when they started yeah. playing it. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Cause I, I, all I can think about is like when I was a kid and watching the Cliff Amal VHS. And I'll, I remember the grain and like it was so yeah. shitty in quality, but like I missed that. Yes. Oh, man. And uh, I remember seeing like the opacity of like multiple, like James Hetfield and Cliff and Kirk and Lars, like they would just you know go over each other so i just had that video in my head and then i was just like whoa i'm actually here watching them play that and it was just such an emotional experience i loved it dude dude i had the the first time i saw metallica was the uh it was um august 2nd 1998 and the only reason i remember that is because it was my birthday and then james headfield's birthday is on the third wow so everybody was like happy birthday james because they didn't have to play a show the next day but it 1998 i was in eighth grade or seventh grade eighth grade something like that <clears throat> loaded come out so like i was a late i was a late guy right 
Right. I, I, I started liking Metallica in the black era, but I didn't really know anything about them. Then load came out and until it sleeps came out and I fucking loved it. Cause I was in sixth grade or fifth right. grade. And I was like, Oh my God, these guys are fucking amazing. I had no idea what had happened before. Right. And so I'm one of these Metallica like dudes like, yeah, I, I St. Anger pisses me off and also makes me happy, you know, but like, <laughs> it's like, there's I, I get everybody's thing with Metallica, but I just fucking love those guys. Uh, like I, I, don't, I don't think they could do anything wrong, but that's me. I'm a fanboy of the of the boys. But when I saw them that day, I was sitting on the lawn at the Cynthia Woodlands Mitchell Pavilion in uh, Houston. I love or, that. Uh, the Woodlands. Yeah, and I was I was out on the lawn and they came out and they started playing and they played a lot of old stuff and they played the stuff they were currently doing. But mm -hmm. I remember looking at them and being like, this, this person that's this tall, right. that's James Hetfield. Right. That's my fucking idol. He's a fucking <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> that right hand. <laughs> but I, I feel you. I have the same, almost the same experience with Metallica. Like I was born in 93 and by that time it was black album came out. It was load reload era. Yeah. and all that and right. uh i absolutely love that stuff now i didn't i knew of one i knew oh. of like kill them all right because i love kill them all but i like the 90s stuff more than uh, sure. i like the 80s stuff when i was a kid and uh when i got i don't know when i started playing guitar uh well no a little bit before that when i was watching the clip them all tape uh, vhs uh I was like, holy shit, like hearing Fade to Black and Creeping Death and yeah. that stadium video of them uh, playing For Whom the Bell Tolls with Cliff. Like, I started getting into all of that, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a different band, but I don't shit. I've never shat on Metallica for, like, they just wanted to play rock and roll. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, I love Slayer, and I love Megadeth, and I love Anthrax, but I don't sure. see how you can make the same record for 40 years. Dude, I was just talking about, I just said the exact same thing to a buddy yesterday. I said, look, because because King's X just came out with a new song, right? I uh -huh. worked with I worked with King's X for a long time and I kind of saw the the people, um, some people responding to it being like, well, there's no harmonies, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, that's fine. They haven't released a record in 14 years. Mm -hmm. But what I started to realize was that there's some people that like Slayer and I'm throwing Slayer out because they made the same record 14 times. Mm -hmm. Like you said, exactly the same thing. And I think Kerry King said that too. He's like, well, the reason we have success is because we wrote the same record eight times or whatever back in the day. Right. They're fucking amazing. I've seen Slayer nine or 10 times. Right. There was one guy that had razor blades tied into his fucking hair. And it was, <laughs> I mean, anyway that was i was jesus I was, Christ. I was a teenager and i was like that's how you get aids dude this is fuck <laughs> was he a catholic he was obviously a fan of bondage bdsm and self-laceration yes he was dude he was intense I, I lost my shirt that show i got into the mosh pit and uh, i came out and i had no fucking shirt <laughs> did they rip it off of you or did it, you have I, it on your it was it was on me but it was a uh, it was a wife beater because i was like you know i don't know 17 or something so yeah, I was like, wife up, beaters man? are cool yeah check yeah. me out <laughs> but dude that's awesome dude your love for metal and my love for metal i think fucking really meet in the middle everything i've heard from you from our mutual friends and stuff like it just it sounds like we need to be friends in real life and i think that this is a great meeting and thank you very yeah. much for coming on and like i love is, i love flapping my gums ryan dude it's me too good. man this is so much fun <laughs> yeah okay so what what projects do you got going on currently i know you have a podcast in the works podcast in the works i just released the first episode with my buddy zai he builds guitars well he takes guitars that are already built and he'll just throw a bad motherfucking paint job on that something yeah like he just came out with this typo negative bass 24 oh. frets it's dude it's sexy as fuck uh he did a guitar for mike de Leon. it was oh, he shit. Did a couple yeah he did a beavis and butthead themed guitar for him and then oh. he did a jackson rhodes v okay yeah. uh but like candy apple green marijuana leaves on it and it dude oh, it shit. looks tight i don't even smoke weed but i would totally play that guitar hell yeah 
I used to uh, have a fucking Randy Rhodes uh, Jackson Flying V back in the nineties. It had these tiger stripes on it that were that were just barely in the paint job. It was a it was this like dark candy apple red with these mm-hmm. black tiger stripes in the I mean Dude, everything was that's fucking sick. Fantastic. I bet you wish you still had it, huh? Yeah, I the guy who gave it to me, I he said, I want to start playing guitar again. I just wish I had a guitar. I said, Well, you gave me this guitar. I've had it for 10 years. I'll give it back to you. But just if you ever decide you're not going to play guitar, just give it back to me. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, absolutely. Definitely. And like two weeks later, I was like, so how's the guitar playing going? He's like, oh, that thing got stolen. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He had it for like three weeks when he first bought it, then gave it to me, then got it for another two weeks. Vanished. And it's gone man, forever. it's like Sad. that's the thing that's in the within the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> or like in the Pandora's box, he was. Their humanity was not meant to have it, or right. you were, but nobody yeah. else. Yeah, that's it. Hey, dude, and you said uh, typo negative. Yeah, I got this tiny typo negative guitar cool. from Revolver. Yeah, nice. Uh, what the fuck? Somebody just sent me a message. Anyway, I just love it. It's got the little green inlets, and it's just a thing. You know, it's got the cool little, little dinky. I wanted to get that tattoo on my neck. But then uh, really? my buddy Zai was like, uh, neck tattoos are kind of tricky, man. <laughs> and then my uncle was just like, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that, man. Because they yeah. stretch like the skin. Oh, yeah, I have the devil tattooed on the back of my neck. And it's the only tattoo, the only tattoo I regret. It's just mm-hmm. some fucking devil face with horns. He looks like Diablo or something. It's coming out of his face. Uh, you know, uh-huh. horns are coming out of his face or whatever. And I got it at 18 on my 18th birthday to literally piss off my mom. <laughs> no other, she was, she grew up, she grew up Christian. My dad was Christian. And at that time I was like, no, I, I was, anti, I was trying to figure myself out, you know, right. my poor, thank God for my parents. Um, like, I don't know, giving me time to breathe because I was trying to murder everyone, you know, I, probably I to, yourself too. Like myself, self-sabotage is right, a thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, so yeah, no neck tattoos, probably not the best idea. Right. I mean, it, it, like anything portrait or like a face, anything like that, look with high detail, maybe not on the neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not on the neck. You're right. And it's just yeah. like the same thing with chicks. They'll get tattoos, uh, you know, on their chest or lower or on their stomach or something. And then like, maybe they want to have kids. And then now the uh-huh. tattoo is changed. Right. Yep blown out dude hey pantera reference that motherfucker may pop uh, right there <laughs> may three pop watch it go three <laughs> all right before we continue our uh, our interview i have to give thanks to the iggy pop jesus candle everybody just worship iggy and give him some love i found that him looks so good <laughs> they, i mean they integrated him dude look yeah. at him Seamless. amazing dude i've never gotten into iggy pop man it's not uh, that uh, I don't like him. It's just I've never given time out of my day to listen to it. It's it's in a different it's in a different place, dude. And like uh, growing up, I would I'm gonna have to say once I became a metalhead, I became a metal elitist, and uh, and so like it was metal only. Mm-hmm. And when stuff like Iggy Pop would show up or whatever, or David Bowie or not even Nine Inch Nails, and I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, but like. And you're in Ohio, and that's where they started. Oh, did uh, they start in Ohio? Yeah. That's wow. Where that's where he's from. And Cleveland, right? Yeah. Area? Right on. Yeah. I absolutely. still haven't checked out Cleveland. I know that's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. And uh, do you know of a band called Midnight? Hmm. Why does that sound so familiar? They're black and roll. So it's like Motorhead mixed with Venom. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah I need to know them if Cle- I don't know them. Yeah, they're from Cleveland, and they're, like, younger dudes, I think. They're, like, in their 30s and shit, so it's not, like, they're a bunch of old fucks. Like, nah, they're, like, fucking younger cats really going at it hard. They're signed to Metal Blade. Uh, they, uh, they're doing a tour in Europe right now, or they have done it, or they're doing it in the future. They play festivals, so they're doing really good. Check them out. I am. Everybody, check out down. Midnight. Yeah, they're fucking badass. That's it, though? Just Midnight, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I love, like, one two three syllable like one word names i just came up with yeah, one the other okay. day do you want to tell us you're going to hold on to it i'm holding on to it it's good yeah smart yeah i always like my first band in uh in high school i was trying to do the same thing you're right uh, just a one word name mm-hmm. and i was 
a big nerd and so i was reading a bunch of books of black magic and cool. i what, found out which ones uh the key of solomon the black raven and man i don't know it's been a long time i've some, heard of all those yeah some of those and that's when i realized what a grimoire was mm-hmm. and i was like like there was no Google at the time. It was like Ask Jeeves or something. Oh, like, yeah. It was on. It was on AOL, and it was like, <laughs> is there a band called Grimoire? And there wasn't. And so oh. I, I poor manned. So any bands calling themselves Grimoire, I still poor man. I still have the poor man's copyright thing where you mail yourself the, the deal. I still have it. So Contact I read me. something to where that doesn't work in the court of law, man. Yeah, I don't oh. think it, I don't think it works. I never oh. thought I don't even think I thought it worked when I did it, but I did. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> you know, I was in ninth grade. I was like, yeah, let's call ourselves Grimoire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool fucking band name, dude. Yeah, when we were all thrash metal, we worshipped Metallica. So we were and uh. the early years, so we just played thrash, which is again why I'm gravitating towards you because you have this shredder fucking personality and and just are fucking awesome i wish i could thanks man we'll do this next time if you want to come on again next time yeah post some shit like right here i'll be like jesse's a shredder and we'll just show you right (laughs) you can always video edit that shit in that's true i can do that too yeah i was gonna uh tape tape i was gonna video uh my solos for the song that i just released yeah Um, which is awesome the one that just came out last this week yeah certain death yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like, dude, what'd you think about that outro, man? Dude, I'm, okay. that? I, all I know is that when I heard it and I listened to it on my phone, so I haven't listened to it in the truck or anything. All I know is when I was listening to it at work, people were like walking up to me being like, what are you listening to, dude? <laughs> and I was like, you got to check this guy out. So hopefully yeah. that hopefully that made other people uh, listen to it too. Right on, man. Dude, it's uh, that was a very, very fun process. Uh, because I love Behemoth and I love Vatane, I love yeah. Belphegor, I yeah. love Norgible, I love all that dark black metal that's very melodic. I don't like the just blatant. Oh, we gotta be satanic! Like right. I like the the beautiful Scandinavian folk melodies, yeah. and those bands embody that. Well, Behemoth's from uh, Slavic areas in Poland, but uh, my point is, is that I love taking the dark melodies of those bands and mixing it with like the arena vibe of like metallica and all that shit slayer you know oh fuck yeah dude and tara i got lucky enough to meet dime once or twice but that's uh, cool did he live up to the hype of what and who dimebag was yeah i i had there's a photo of me it's me and dime my eyes are closed because i'm high and drunk because dime (laughs) dime both got me high and drunk i'm 17 years old and Dime's wearing a King's X hat. King's X. Hell yeah. And um, he came to the show. I was just, I happened to go to the show in Dallas and, and I'm standing there watching King's X because I knew Doug and, and the guys. And I'm like, man, fuck yeah, these guys are great. And then all of a sudden, Dime walks up right next to me, shoulder to shoulder to me. And he's like, fuck yeah. You know, give, puts the horns <laughs> up and is like screaming at Doug. And I was like, <laughs> and i looked to my buddy sean i'm like dude like me and sean were just ta- he's in scotland now so we're, uh-huh. our time difference is a little off but like i just we were just talking about this last night I was like sean sean i slapped him fucking dime fucking dime i would have shit my pants and, yeah dude. we started shitting our pants and then Vinny walked up oh, and i was shit. like holy fuck <laughs> and those guys those guys play you know hung out the whole show we we're like rocking out the whole time and then after it was over me and Doug and my crew were hanging out and Dime was there and Dime was like, uh, you know, hey, uh, Doug, what's your favorite shot? And Doug said what it was. He goes, all right, rounds for everyone. And Doug was like, these kids are 17, man. And Doug or Dime was like, it's cool. They know me here. And we all got shots. <laughs> That's awesome. dude. It was awesome. You know, I was like a high school kid, like taking shots at some club in Dallas because Dimebag bought them and I could Dude, go on. And then you get to go back to school and tell everyone that what you did for your weekend, you know? Right. What'd you do over the weekend? I went to Dallas and got drunk with Dimebag fucking Daryl. All right, man. So the, so you've got the podcast going on, which is great. Uh, and you've got the new music you've been releasing. Are you, yeah. are you, are you just releasing it piece by piece? Are you making an album or what's your deal? Yeah, man, I'm just releasing it piece by piece. My aim is to do once a month, 
release cool. at least one song a month. That's yeah. 12 a year. So that's like releasing an album a year. Absolutely. But my ideology is like, why release it one time a year and just have your big pimple pop one time a year that maybe lasts for a week or two? Why not right. release a single, at least one single a month, maybe yeah. every three weeks to keep yeah. the pimple popping going. That's right. It's I the like same it. amount of music, you know, it is. And, and you're, we're in a society now where this is kind of what we want. We want the new stuff again yeah. and again, because oh, yeah. when Scroll. we were kids, that's right. When we were kids, we'd live on that album for four or five years. And oh, yeah. now once I'm done with an album, maybe I listen to it three or four times and, and I'm, I'm done. Even if the album's great. Right. Like, At least for a year, maybe a few months or maybe a couple years you're done with it, you know? Yeah. And I go back to the classics a lot and I'll end up Same. staying with them, you know, but again, it's, I spend a week listening to the classics and then I'm done with it for five or six years. So oh, I like yeah. that idea. I think that's fucking great. That's smart. Well, it's, it's following, it, it is following a trend of how things are going, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that to follow uh, modern psychology. It's right. It's how you yeah. don't get left behind, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So yeah, man. in, in the little shorts, like you were doing a bunch of shorts and still are, I think like where you show guitar or you're like wearing a chicken suit or something. Which are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which are fucking fantastic and hilarious. And then you're still shredding. Are you still yeah. doing those? Uh, plan yeah. on doing more? I'm still doing shorts. Uh, I had a conversation with my girlfriend uh, yesterday morning. Cause I was just like, dude, I'm tired of like, I love playing Zach Wild solos. I love playing yeah. Dimebag Daryl solos. Right. I'm very good at it. I can play like Randy Rhodes. All the way I know I've seen it. Yeah, you can. Thanks, man. And uh, I love playing those solos, but I don't want to have to do that to get people's eyes on me to attract attention. I wish that I could release my own stuff and have people's eyes like come on me from that. But how are they going to find out who you are in this massive sea of musicians? Right. So it's almost like you have to do covers of what's familiar to people to get their eyes on you. And then you show them your own shit. Right. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, dude. Like they, yeah. the, in the, the last 10 or 15 years, I kind of started noticing artists that would do, um, I don't know how you say this, but like motionless and white, I'm going to use them mm -hmm. for example. So I didn't really like them when they came out. I'm like, Oh, this guy's uh, trying to be Marilyn Manson and some other right. fucking band or whatever. But now I have, actually a lot of respect for that band for various reasons but the first album i got a, my hands on was only because danny filth from cradle of filth was on it i was like well he's on this so i'll buy this mm -hmm. album and i bought the cd which was still a thing then my truck doesn't mm -hmm. even fucking play cds anymore <laughs> a lot of people don't <laughs> <laughs> but like so um you know i i bought it i listened to the album I'm like all right cool danny Phil's on this this is great but then i realized then maria from um in this moment was also on it and she's someone, a badass yeah she is a badass and then i was like oh my god and they have another person guesting on this mm -hmm. and so and then they did vice versa so then the motion chris for motionless and white was on the uh in this moment album and mm -hmm. like they're all trading each other out i love that it's which collaboration is what, yeah and it's what like me and my buddies are doing on these well I'm not doing it yet, but like the guys that I'm involved with, with the podcast thing, they're all just like feeding off of each other's energy. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And yeah, absolutely. Like, this it is gets, what we need to do. Yeah. Across the board. And whether you're a landscaper that does dragons out of shrubs, have you ever yeah. seen that Instagram? I have, post? Dude. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it took him like 15 years or some shit. This is old man. But no matter what it is and what industry that's creative and artistic, I think everyone should collaborate, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Like the whole world is, it feels like we're, we're going through like a tough time and have been right. But like, it feels like we're all starting to kind of whatever the word is, some people say wake up or whatever, but everyone, it feels like we're all starting to understand you know, things like this, like collaboration, people, yeah. we need to be with people, especially after the pandemic, we've all got right. been separated forever. And now we're starting to be able to come together again. We were coming together through themes, things like this, like the zoom call. Oh yeah. And 
which is great for me because I'm able to hang out with you. You're in Ohio. Right. I'm in Texas. This is amazing. But like, it also means we, we miss this. We miss this collaboration. We mm -hmm. miss this music making this thing. And I right. will ramble on forever. So you're going to have to wrangle me in, dude. No, I, I'm the same <laughs> way with, when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, it's so true. The hippies have had it down for forever. They yeah. understand oh, yeah. collaboration and being together. Um, but like a lot of the other, like outside of the hippie population, uh, after and during COVID, I get a lot more I love yous from sure, male uh, yeah. friends, brothers, right. yeah. uh, which I have been an activist for saying, hey, man, I love you, you know, yeah, right. yeah, give you a big ass hug and shit like that. But I'm seeing a lot more of that. I'm feeling a lot more closeness from people because death has a way of, like if you keep it and if you think about it often, it'll keep you so present and it'll keep you so uh, positive and yeah. get shit done not only be productive just for being productive but for you and like getting your creativity out there for right. loving yourself and others like knowing that death is around the corner and keeping that in your mind is is very important oh dude absolutely have you read or listened to a book called the four agreements oh dude i love shamanism yeah okay so yeah. like i just read that the other like a month ago and uh -huh. i was like that changed my everything, you know, oh, yeah. being, being present, being here, uh, trying to break the agreements that were already set in your head, oh, yeah. all that shit. I was like, holy fuck, dude, there's my, so mind much. Blown. It, <laughs> yes, dude. All right. So my girlfriend is into this thing called human design. What it does, okay. it blends like, uh, like the tree of life. From yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah from Jewish traditions and then it blends uh Buddhism it blends a whole bunch of shit and like how it's like worked out sure uh, but they have so many things and it's like more scientific so for the people that are like oh I don't want to get into that hoodoo voodoo shit right, man right. it's a bunch of hippie shit like this stuff actually has some scientific psychology like that's if you like listen to yourself you know that it's true okay yeah yeah and it's called human design. You just enter in the time that you're, you're born and uh, the birth date. And like, it literally tells you what the fuck you are and your issues like in life, you know, yeah, I'm writing this down, dude. Yeah. Check it out, man. Uh, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Shamanism, Buddhism, man. If you like that book, check out the, uh, uh, the art of happiness by the Dalai Lama. Also writing that down. I should know yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was having a really tough time and I was living, me and my cousin had an apartment together in Austin off Riverside. And I lived uh, off of Riverside. Where at on Riverside? Oh, you know where that H-E-B is on Pleasant Valley? Fuck yeah, I do. I, right yeah. around there. Yeah. Wow. I lived at that place because I had like five bucks and I'd get ramen noodles from there. Yeah. You'd get like 50 ramen noodles. That's right. <laughs> five yeah. bucks. That's how I, that's where I lived on that in tuna. And I lived, uh, right above the back room. The back room doesn't exist anymore. I think they turned right. it into emos. It's or emos. Yeah. yeah. But it was the back room then. And I saw fucking Dio there, but that's nice. Yeah. With Vivian Campbell or who playing guitar, <sighs> dude. All I remember is that it was Hammerfall, King's X and then Dio dude. It was, and which was weird because King's X doesn't fit in that lineup, but they like, don't. They, but they were there and yeah. I, I knew them and that's what got me to see Hammerfall, which is amazing. But all I remember is watching the guitar player and I'm 19 years old. There's a, you know, the small venue is packed or whatever, but like, I can't remember the guitar player, but I remember being fixated on that person. I wasn't much of a Dio fan then uh -huh. like I knew who he was and respected holy diver and all that shit but i wasn't i wasn't uh, the fan i am now so it's mm -hmm. like looking back at, but anyway sorry i interrupted you no dude you're fine we're having a conversation it's, it's all good i i can relate to that man i love dio uh but like being fixated on the guitar player like i never got to see dio solo but sure. i got to see him with uh you know heaven and hell no fucking way you saw that Man. i saw that metal masters tour it was a uh, judas priest headlining it was heaven and hell it was motorhead and testament opened yeah i saw that at the woodlands the cynthia mitchell woodlands Pavilion. oh my god i've seen a lot of great shows there too but that sounds kind of like the ultimate i've seen motorhead one time in my entire life and same it, 
so fucking loud. Was yeah. It loud there? Okay, so believe it or not, I thought Motorhead was going to be like the loudest show ever. Bullet yeah. for my Valentine. And I was further back for Bullet for my Valentine. Yeah. And that, that shit was fucking loud. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> There's this place in Houston called the uh, called the Engine Room. Uh, I, I heard about it. I think it's still there, but they like, I don't know. It's not, it's not a venue anymore, but they, um, Motorhead played there. Doug said, Doug from Kings X said, Hey Ryan, let's go see Motorhead. I got tickets or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So we went to go see Motorhead play and he, he brought earplugs for me, uh-huh. which was weird because we'd been to plenty of shows together. And he was like, here, put these on. I was like, fucking, you're, it's too loud. You're too old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I put them in my pocket and Motorhead showed up there the pa wasn't big enough for them so they rented out more pa from a local music music store and uh-huh. pulled it out and made it bigger and literally it was fucking white noise we were in a, i mean it was a smaller venue but like uh-huh. it was just like the ice of spades you know like everything is just fucking <laughs> blown out in your head and then i put right. the earplug i put the earplugs in and i was like oh cool yeah fuck yeah <laughs> like this, oh i hear it now yeah <laughs> it literally becomes white noise after a while yeah so did you know speaking of white noise uh pink noise is actually healthier for you than white noise well good because i have a white noise player in the bedroom and we listen to it every night and it's starting to drive me crazy and i heard somebody on a podcast this morning in the shower talking about pink noise so mm-hmm. it's fortuitous that you brought this up now where yeah, do man. you get a pink pink noise player cell phone there it is yeah, go on YouTube or Spotify and just hit pink noise. Eight right. hours, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> I do thunderstorms most of the time. I so. love that. So, dude, if it's a bright, sunshiny day, day off from work, whatever, dude, I'll crank up like a thunderstorm just to have on my computer speakers while I right. write music because it mentally oh. it puts you in that fucking space. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I used to write. My favorite thing was to grab the acoustic and sit on the front or back porch, depending on where I live. Mm-hmm. and. You know, if I had some cover, watch the rain. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, start fucking jamming out. Oh, absolutely. Pl- There's something that happens when you smell rain. Like, it just brings you back to nostalgia. Like, for me, it's like sitting on my grandma's front porch. Uh, and, like, in southeast Texas, it was just, oh, dude, it would rain. It seems like it would. It used to rain so much more than it does, like, nowadays. But uh, Yeah, right. Dude, just sit out front, let the mosquitoes feast on me. And yeah. uh, there was yeah. just, it was back then, we didn't care about the mosquitoes. Like, nah, <laughs> whatever. Now I Plus do. Nile. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I haven't got no, I got bit by a mosquito on the trail the other day, but uh, it's just like you know, for us in the states, or especially in the south, uh, like Louisiana, southeast Texas, instead of Dracula going into bats or whatever like dispersing right. into bats he disperses into fucking mosquitoes dude you're right <laughs> like i can see it happening too yeah like, <laughs> i want to suck your blood and pff, <laughs> just a mist of mosquitoes yeah dude <laughs> that's great so oh, yeah. what what uh what do you got what do you think you're gonna be working on next you got any secret projects hiding you got Shit. any i'm already working on new music man i released uh certain death like uh not even a week ago yeah just a couple days ago yeah uh and like the next day i was just like huh i got this like fire inside of me like i was still motivated from releasing certain death and i was really happy with the mix i already noticed things that i wanted to improve which is good it's a learning process you know absolutely yeah we're in Um, one right now oh absolutely and uh and so like i grabbed the guitar i literally wrote an entire new song that kicked fucking ass like in oh, yeah. an hour or two. Nice. I think yeah. I saw a comment where someone said something like, dude, this is fucking amazing. And you were like, just, yeah, this just released. And you don't, you said something like this just released and you haven't even heard what's coming next or, or something along those lines. Oh like, yeah. Like, our, like yeah, the yeah, new yeah. stuff is already even heavier or even better. And I was like, it, Fuck yeah. it's cool. The, the new stuff, what I'll tell you, I'll tell you anything. I mean, I don't have anything to hide. It's just a matter of time until I get the lyrics down and record it and shit. But uh, it's got a... uh, Have you ever heard of Immortal? Uh, Fuck yeah. Dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Aboth is the shit. He's so funny, too. Yeah, dude. I used to have photos of him on my... Well, when I was younger of him on my wall. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Immortal's the shit. Uh, 
So it's got an immortal vibe. It's got an Exodus vibe. It's okay. got Belphegor, like with the cold harmonies. Like they do a lot of third harmonies, like Iron right. Maiden. Yeah. But they'll do it tremolo picked and they're tuned down so low that it sounds very cold. I like that. Uh, yeah, man. And then uh, it's got a little bit of behemoth in there. I try to throw everything in there, man. That's what you got to do. It's your oh, influences, yeah. the things you like. You have oh, yeah. to put them all together. If you don't put them all together, you're doing yourself an injustice. So this is fucking amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's those people like when metal metalcore became a thing and deathcore. It's just like every, there's been like a huge explosion of that, which is cool. Yeah. But like be true to yourself. What the fuck do you want to play? That's right. That's yeah. right. I walked into this is weird. So we're you and I are a decade apart. I'm 83. You're 93. Uh -huh. I, w I walked into uh, my gas station to buy some fucking beer or whatever. And the, the kid's got his hair bunned up, which is fine. Sometimes you got to put it in a bun. I don't shit. Know. I had my shit in a bun before I. <laughs> yeah, I dude. I mean, what I have, I cut my shit off the mm -hmm. other day and it was in a bun. You know, I was like, I'm trying to <laughs> grow it out properly. Like, but anyway, right. that's besides the point. So I walk in there and he sees my shirt and I'm wearing a stabbing Westward shirt. And he's like, is that a band? I'm like, yeah, it's some band from the nineties. I used to really like, I got them tattooed on my arm and he's like, Oh, cool. Well, I'm into, and I don't know if I'm going to butcher this. It's probably not even right, but he said, I'm into post modern death. What? I don't know. It was just like these fucking names yeah. that kept going at yeah. post modern death, hardcore, blah 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 blah. and i was like yeah he goes have you ever heard of and he said whatever the band was and i went into the truck and listened to him and they were cool but they seemed really niche -y. like uh -huh. okay cool it's a you're just trying to fucking i don't know it didn't seem right uh to me but i feel like i just i don't understand what the like fuck the these genres are getting too out of in my head they're getting it's getting too crazy um <laughs> let's this... stay with thrash death black <laughs> you know? yeah or but maybe like, I'm old. Uh, so I get it. So me and my brother would have these conversations about the insane amount of subgenres within metal. Yeah. And I think they have a purpose because okay. if you tell me about a deathcore band, I'm going to think Lorna Shore, which if right. you haven't heard of Lorna Shore. I have, They're, especially with their new singer who's got them pig squeals down. Fuck. I can't even do it. Dude, there's yeah. this video that Into the Hellfire. Yeah, dude, that shit just gave me goosebumps again. Like, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're flushing a toilet, but he's doing it with his voice. It's crazy. I can't. I can't even try it. I won't. Now, I can do like the the black metal Chuck Schuldner, Alexi Leho highs, like. But like anything else, man, I'm just like, oh, I'll just stick it what I'm good at, you know. Yeah. That's fucking but, awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking about that, it's just like. I was thinking the other day, you know, when I was a kid, I first started playing. I was like, oh, I want to be like the next Dimebag Daryl or Zach Wilde. And like, sure. I want to be the next guitar god. Yeah, that's what but I now, said. Like, uh huh. That's what I said. That's, yeah, I, even told, I even told Dimebag that day we were just talking about. I said, dude, you and Zach Wilde are my fucking heroes. Right. They're still mine, dude. Uh, but like, I'm more focused on songwriting rather than, like, the clout of being a guitar guy. Like, if my songs, like, dissection, like, those, that songwriting for heavy, heavy music like that, yeah. it was so beautiful. It was so good. It was like Metallica, but Scandinavian folk music. It was yeah. awesome. Dude, um, I listened to dissection like it was going out of style. I can't believe I forgot about them, actually. Thank you for dude, bringing them up. Of course, man. Oh, man. Like, all three records are great. I love it. Like, separate the artist the art from the artist like i can understand because i would tell people about what john did and like back in the 90s with this cult uh the yeah, mlo right. and that like they don't they don't even listen to dissection because of it i'm like dude separate the art from the yeah. artist like this is right. some of the best music ever written for heavy music yeah. right yeah you got to do that stuff you know, yeah you got to do you got to do that stuff with all kind of, dude what was that guy's name they did this they did the best heavy metal sorry somebody just opened that door um the ghosts we're talking about dissection i know <laughs> like there's a there's a, a black metal band or something and they interviewed him at, oh my god i don't know i should know this but i'm not awake yet he said they did this interview he's sitting in a dark place there's a candle sitting back here and they're like what's the inspiration for your music and he like holds the wine glass and looks at it 
It's like Satan. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I don't I don't even believe in that shit, but like that was the most badass evil thing I'd ever heard. What the fuck was that guy's name? Satan. Satan. People, you guys talk in the comments. Let us know. I, I know I'm butchering that. But that was it sounds like something with. King Diamond would do. Fuck, was, I don't know, man. It wasn't Venom King Diamond. It wasn't, it wasn't King Diamond. No. <laughs> that would have been cool if King Diamond had done it. Though. I met that dude one time. Did you? Yeah. And uh, Irving at the Toyota Music Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he so, super cool? I, my buddy Seb works for him, or used to. Oh, yeah. Al was telling me about that dude. Um, yeah. uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, I was working for a band, Los Only Boys, in 2019. Okay. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Killer musicians. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, he knows or he knew the monitor engineer for Lamb of God. It was Slayer oh. headlining, uh, Lamb of God, Amon Amarth, and then Cannibal Corpse opened. It was a great bill. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we got guest passes in. Well, it's a sticky, right? Well, we had our uh, Los Lonely Boys laminates on our keychains, you know? Yeah. And so all, all access and all that yep. shit. Right. And so we stuck the Slayer fucking stickies on our all access. And we were backstage all day with those motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude. And like the security guards, because there's a thing, man. Like if you're like 18, 19, 17, you go into a bar to a show and you got a little bit of facial hair, act like you've ordered a beer before and you'll probably get served. Yep, absolutely. Well, maybe not in Austin, but I know in Beaumont, Texas, that definitely worked. But anyways, so. Uh, it, worked, it worked in Houston, too. Right on. So uh, anyways. So playing the part, like we belong there. So we're backstage. I go take a huge fucking shit. I drop a huge log in the green room bathroom. It was a night before it was a night of uh, Lone Star and Budweiser. And then right, Budweiser's right. on the way to the venue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and understood. so, uh, huh? Uh, understood. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I smell what you're pooping. It's <laughs> what my yeah, friend Sal yeah. always used to say. It's nostalgic, man. <laughs> so uh, I walk out of the shitter and I'm just like, whew. And there's this guy standing there waiting for me to get out. And he's wearing a hat, glasses, has a mustache. And he's kind of shorter than me. Yeah. He's wearing regular clothes. I was like, hey, what's up, brother? And I go to give him the nuts. And he just like looks at me like up and down and just keeps walking. And he goes in. And like before he walked in, I was just like, hey, man, I warmed it up for you. Just like trying to like break the ice, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And he just looked at me again and he just walked in, didn't say shit. Well, later on, I saw that same dude, unsuspecting guy, uh, walking like ongoing in the, uh, the green room uh, backstage area. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Go to give him nuts? Nothing, dude. Just keeps walking. I'm like, the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then the next morning, I look on Instagram. I follow uh, Paul Bostaff from okay. The Drummer. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he was taking a picture with that guy. Guess who it was? Ooh. King Diamond. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't fucking giving. He wouldn't give you knuckles. He wouldn't say what's up. He wouldn't talk to me. But that Weird. motherfucker huffed my ass, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. And if I ever get to meet him, I'll, I got to remind him of that, tell story, him that dude. story. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Andy LaRoque and Hank Sherman, all those cats, all those guitar players are so good. Oh yeah. Man, that's, that's a, that's, I got stories. I don't have stories that are quite that amazing. I got stories from being backstage and stuff, and which I mean, we're not here to talk about me, but Cynthia, uh, dude, I would I love will, to hear your stories. I will. I'll do this. So we, we talked Zach wild a bit, mm -hmm. right? So my story with Zach is I got backstage at OzFest. I don't know. I don't even know, but I have, I have the tickets. Anyway, I had a pass and me and my buddy, Sean would split it. Cause it wasn't a sticky. It was a full on walk backstage, full access, yeah. but I couldn't bring anyone with me. Right. Right. So no escort. I, yeah. So me and my friend, Sean went to try to go in and he wasn't allowed to go in and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Well, I don't want to go in. If you can't go in, he's like, I will. And I gave him the pass and he went back there. He came, he hung out with Mudvayne and the Deftones. And, oh, cool. And then came back and was like, dude, you got to fucking go in there. And we went in there and, or I went in there by myself and went into a dressing room and grabbed a 
dude, my memory's a little fuzzy, but I think I grabbed a beer out of the dressing room. I was just in my twenties, you know. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, whatever, fuck yeah. Zach Wild walked in. Oh yeah. And I was like, and he was like, what the fuck? He was pissed. Oh, he and was. Like, he hadn't. Yeah, he hadn't played. Yeah, I don't think he had played yet. And there was a guy in a yellow shirt that had escorted him into my room. Uh-huh. Uh Or not my room, his room. Into your room. Into my room. <laughs> what are you doing and, in my room, Zach? Yeah. Like, Dude, this is my beer. Um, <laughs> but it was right next door. It was right next door to Mudvayne's. Or maybe it was Deptop. No, it was Mudvayne's room because it came out of here. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's just how the, the pavilion works. Uh-huh. And anyway, I said, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Hey, by the way, you're my fucking hero. And, you know, I talked to I think Don had just died. Oh, I think it was like right like a year later or something. I was like, you're a fucking hero. So he was like on the mafia tour, uh, Blessed Hell Ride. So Blessed Hell Ride. I think it was Blessed Hell Ride. That album is so good. It's like for barbecuing, for like playing beer pong with your buddies, doing a shotgun driving like that album is multi-purpose to the t oh dude and he had all the he was like you know what i think i can do ozzy uh i can sing like ozzy a little bit yeah <laughs> you know, like whoa yeah. where'd you come up with that because i've been listening to all his other solo shit forever and he never did that before he had like the, uh, yeah like the they're like the guttural not really a guttural but like almost like yelling in a like a lower register <clears throat> right or then you go with his um Oh my God! Why can't I think of it? The, there's two other bands besides Black Label. The uh, Pride and Glory. Pride and Glory. So where he's singing, and then yeah. his solo stuff, which he like made with a, the acoustic Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows, and then Book of Shadows too. Like it, which yeah. he revisited his singing, yeah, which is great. Which made me go, Oh, he didn't lose it because a lot of people like Phil from Pantera. Yeah. You fucking yeah. you, when you lose it, you lose it. And, yeah, and he smoked and drank his fucking guts out yeah that's true (laughs) like rob halford uh he quit he like he's been sober for a long time he quit smoking i don't know if he drinks but i think he said he quit drinking back then like back in the like before british steel yeah because it's like he realized that uh, smoking and drinking fucks with your voice and he wanted to be able to do it for forever right so he quit way back then in the late 70s or some shit and that's you know that's why you can still get on stage and do that shit let it out yeah man yeah that dude's the shit all right man i've kept you for far too long but i thought we were just getting started honestly we we kind (laughs) of are getting just started but we've got things to do you've got things to do and i want to do a part two with you if you'd be willing i would love to one where i'm a little bit more structured because today like I normally have questions and shit written down and I wrote a bunch of questions for you and they're at the office. Cause you know, what's funny. <laughs> I did the same thing with my buddy's eye on my first episode. I had a list of questions and we did a part one yeah. and it was just like what me and you like, Hey man, was like playing catch up, just shooting yeah, shit. Right. And then we had to do a part two of like actual yeah. shit. Like, here's the thing. Here's my bullet points. Let's get to it. And I think right. we need, I think we need to do it because I, the questions I remembered, but I, I just feel like I missed a bunch and would like to ask you more in a second episode and any reason I can to have you come back on if you'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to come back. And honestly, I told you everything, <laughs> just okay. release some music. And uh, I want to learn how to do more like premiere pro like video editing after yeah. effects cool right. shit yeah i, I want to learn more than that too like yeah dude, i've been i've been working with this crap i think i sent you the text message or whatever that said what it was i was working with <clears throat> yeah i never looked that up i got caught up yeah it's anyway long story short it's templates so mm-hmm. it's it's a they have a thing and they're like, here, take your logo and insert your logo here. And then you can change it around and do whatever you want to do with it. But mm-hmm. it's a service you pay for like Libsyn or something. It's subscription based. Yeah. So that means you can make this many videos with it for the year. And right now, like I can currently make 12, which makes me happy. That means if I release, you know, I'm doing seasons of the podcast, which is, I don't even know why I'm calling it that, but like, I'm going to uh-huh. try to do 13 episodes a season. And uh-huh. I think every season I'll make a new video. Mm-hmm. And, and because I don't know. That's fun. Cause you like to keep it. Yeah. You like to keep, keep it, fresh. it fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I literally uh, went into uh premier pro this morning. Cause I still want to promote certain death. 
until yeah. I released the next one, which I don't even I haven't written lyrics for it. Actually, it's uh nope, not gonna tell you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Don't <laughs> you can keep it for the next one. Right. Uh but all I did, I just went in and turned it green and like changed the fucking ripple effect. Yeah. And it's a whole new video. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. So brand cool. new. Yep. Well, anyways, Ryan, it was good talking to you, man. It's good talking to you too, man. Like, I think this is the longest we've ever actually talked. It's mostly like, hey, like Al would be like, hey, Ryan, yeah. here. Right. <laughs> and, we, and then we would bullshit for a second. Like, hey, man, cool. Yeah. Like, can't wait to jam. And yeah. then you moved to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't still jam. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You still play bass, right? Well, I there. still got it sitting here. Got the old yeah. stripper bass. What? Dude, I love those inlays, man. Pamela Anderson, dude. <laughs> this is this was uh if if I'm not mistaken, this was uh the fuck was that dude? Drummer from Motley Crue. Oh, uh Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, this is his design. Uh, he had a there's a Schecter guitar that had it in too, or at least that's what I was led to believe when I bought it uh-huh. 15 years, 20 years ago. It's so badass. It's the best bass. I love Schecter and I'm not in, I'm not sponsored or anything, but I, I got a Schecter yeah. guitar. I fucking love those. I love that shit. But if you put an EMG 85 and you know, or anything in anything, it's I'm just, I love EMGs though. I yeah. Have a, I have a big softy for those. I, I don't really like the dime buckers or humbuckers as much, uh -huh. but that's because I don't know how to play with them. You know what I mean? Like, it like takes a lot more control. It does. Like you, gotta, you can do whatever the fuck you want to, you know? That's right. Yeah. Like you can be sloppy as shit and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. yeah, I, uh, well, let me ask you this since we're on the topic of active pickups, uh, have you ever tried Dave Mustaine's active pickups? I don't think so. Seymour Duncan's at least I've been with Seymour. Know. I've had Seymour. I've played with Seymour Duncan active pickups, but I just don't know uh, the blackouts one. or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I've done that. What did you um, think about the new Megadeth song? Never mind. I'm jumping around too much. No, 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 no. You're totally good. Uh, I'm the same way too. Uh, no, I haven't heard it yet. I need to. Kiko's a badass player. That shit is thrashy as fuck. Fuck yeah. Well, I'll, I'll check it out after this. Dude, Jesse, thank you, man. And like we Handshake. touched on, like we touched <laughs> on earlier, like there's more bros telling each other we love each other. I don't really know you, but I fucking love you. So I love you already, I, man. Dude, yeah. Let's dude, touch tips. Let's oh, dude, let's cross swords. <laughs> let's have, you know, let's have some fun, but right like, on. let's do this again. Go let's enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much for doing this with me, man. Absolutely, really man. It. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to do it again later, Ryan. Fuck. Yeah. Later. Bro. Yeah, later.